And we are back for more Mandalorian. And uh, I gotta say, man, you, you keep doing these things where you'll say something and it just turns out to be true every time. Like the Boba Fett <laughs> thing, uh, Fennec Shand. And now this time, you said something about last episode. And it actually turned out to be somewhat true. Um, you said that what, this what did I say? Yeah, that this episode felt as though someone like a like a Star Wars nerd just grabbed all their toys and just started playing <laughs> with them. Yes, right? yes. So this is actually what the director of the episode said. So they needed a a, a director for last episode last minute, and they got Robert Rodriguez, hmm. and he went on to say, when I saw the script. And it said Boba Fett and Darksaber and Mando and Fennec. I was like, this doesn't even feel like a real script. It feels like a fan wrote this in a fever dream, hoping that this would be an episode. <laughs> so, um, What's funny is that Fett is mainly sidelined in this episode. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's fine. I, I mean, so I will say that I believe this is the best episode yet. Mm, um, I liked it a and, lot. And I, and I will say it was obviously the best directed episode like by far the best directed and paced episode so if robert rodriguez did it i guess it that makes sense you pull in a well robert didn't do this one it was oh, a no. rick uh family Fam, i'm gonna butcher his name it was rick famuyai i think i said his name right um, what, whatever the case it it, it was this episode had incredible pacing. The action scenes were better than any other action scenes I've seen so far. Um, there was tension, a lot of tension. There were stakes. Uh, you know, it, it really felt good. I, I think it, it had some missteps at the very end, but it, I, in my opinion, this was the best episode of the series. This is the so guy far. who directed the season one episode with the, the, the jail, the, the, the prison break. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, mm. yeah, um, I agree with you. It's a great episode. Better than last one. I don't know if I like it better than the Ahsoka one, but I, I yeah. really did enjoy it. And we'll go into why it was so good. Um, yeah. Can I start the... Uh... Sure, sure, sure thing. So, Dune uses her new credentials as Marshal of the New Republic to have Mayfield transferred from prison to her custody. As an ex-Imperial, he agrees to help locate Moff Gideon's cruiser, but he needs access to an internal terminal to do this. He suggests a secret mining hub on Morak. At the planet, Mayfeld and the Mandalorian hijack a transport carrying explosive mineral Rhydonium, and uh, they try and manage to reach the mining facility, mining facility despite attacks from local pirates. Now, the one thing I have to say that felt really weird is when they get on the Juggernaut, yeah. and they're being attacked by the quote-unquote pirates... I feel it's as mean, though it's an homage. It's like a it must be a road warrior homage, right? Mad Max homage. It's not that. It's just maybe. But what what it felt more like to me was that I I firmly believe that originally those quote unquote pirates weren't pirates. They were probably the indigenous population of the planet, and then they probably changed the script like towards the very end to have Mando say pirates. Because oh, that's what I yeah. When I'm watching it, I assumed they were indigenous pirate, like they were of the local population, like upset, like wanting to get the Imperials off, off the planet. Right, because if they're pirates, they why aren't they well, trying to steal the cargo? But they're just trying I mean, to blow it yeah. up with grenades. You're right. They're 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 terrorist freedom fighters. Clearly, like clearly. pirates, like pirates don't blow your shit up. Right? Exactly. For no, I mean, for no reason, pirates steal stuff. Like, I, as an actual pirate over here who steals, who 
may or may not have stolen this episode. I, I'm, I'm over here. <laughs> I'm not over here trying to blow up Pirate Bay. I'm, you know, I'm trying to take it. So you're that's right. These these were clearly these were clearly uh, freedom fighter terrorists. Yes. Yeah, it, it felt really weird to me. That's why, because I, I guess you're not really supposed to cheer for the Empire. Because when they reach the mining facility, like the stormtroopers and the Tie Fighters come out to help them, and you know it's like kind of right. like yeah. I, I I will say I will say there was one major misstep near the end um, that I think is is pretty bad. Like it's pretty bad, but at the same time, I was enjoying myself so much up until that point that I, I, I forgive it. But there, there's like one fundamental flaw with the episode that just really irks me. But, um, but I really, I really liked the, the, the pirate attack. I really liked the, the suspense and the tension well, let, going into the, yeah. Let's get to that. So they get yeah. Gideon's coordinates from the terminal, but Mando is forced to remove his helmet for the first time since he took his Mandalorian oath. And then they are confronted by Mayfeld's old commanding officer who gloats about atrocities that the Empire will commit using the uh, Rhydonium. Mayfeld yeah. kills him, and the pair escape from the facility with the help of Fennec, Dune, and Fett, and Dune decides to let Mayfeld go. The Mandalorian sends Gideon a transmission warning him that he is coming for Grogu, paraphrasing a similar speech that Gideon had previously given to him towards the last season, ending the episode. Yeah. So, a couple of things. I know what you're talking I loved that whole tense moment. And did you know who that Imperial guy was, Valen Hess? Well, I mean, they explain that he was Bill Burr's, Mayfield's uh, previous commanding officer. Like, so... From, no, from I meant what the I actor. Oh, no, who's the actor? The actor is uh, Richard Brake, who actually played the original Night King from seasons four and five. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Did you Did you get from this whole... So my favorite scene is the one with Mayfeld and the Imperial officer guy. Did you yeah. get that? Did you get vibes from Inglorious Bastards? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm, I'm not going to go as far as to saying it was it was just like it because in Glorious Bastard, the SS officer uses a bit more like mm. a bit more like uh, intrigue and, and he's yeah. a bit more clever. And this guy sounds more like a like a douchebag. But it's like the Diet Coke version of that Inglorious Bastard yeah. scene in the, in the bar. I, I will tell you, though, and th and this gets at that scene, which is it's tense. It's great. And then it gets to a point where it's like, no, this doesn't make any sense at all. Um, uh, I think had the ending of the episode been Mando and Mayfield coolly get up from the table, having had a drink with them and leave coolly and suspensefully. I think that would have been a much better episode, uh, ending than the whole shoot 'em up thing. Like, you know, like they kept their cool and they did it. Like that would have been much better than them breaking and doing that, you know, fight that that blaster thing and then big explosion. You think so? You you, you think Absolutely. it would have been it would have been better had they not like shot the guy and then the whole escape thing? Yeah, because well, one, the whole thing, the stakes of why it's so tense that they have to take off their helmet and they have to pretend is that if, if they're caught, they will die because there's so many people around them. And then at the end, you establish that, oh no, actually they can kill them all. Like Mando and Mayfield are capable of killing everyone anyway. So there was no tension. Like why? I, I get why where you're they... coming from with that. Well, to be fair, they had Fennec and Dune as sniper rifle support. It, yeah, so. it, it also makes it also makes no like Mayfield's 
motivation. It's the, it's the Finn contradiction again. Like Mayfield hates this guy because Mayfield used to be an Imperial and he sent Mayfield sent off thousands of them as fodder and they were killed. And Mayfield was like, these are the people I served with, meaning he values Imperial life as life. Okay. So he's angry that the empire doesn't value imperial life as life. And so he's so angry, he decides to kill a bunch of random imperials. Like this is the whole thin contradiction, right? Like I, I realize that these people are people. I can't just kill random people. So I'm so angry about the empire killing random people. I'm going to kill random people. Like And it's especially worse with Mayfield, considering he was with Imperials. He's angry that Imperials were killed senselessly. And then he goes and kills Imperials senselessly. Like, that ending to me was so bad. Now, the rest of the episode was so great up until that point. Mm -hmm. But that ending was so horrible. Like, it's just, you ruin the whole character of Mayfield. Like, Mayfield was great. Like, oh, this is an ex-Imperial with feelings who felt for his brothers in arms, who was upset that the empire was using these soldiers to do their, to do their bidding, that, to, that they were just fodder to them. And then I'm going to like, you know, just use them as fodder as well. So I noticed this too. And the way I, the way I separate it as Mayfield killing these guys is that it's kind of like how in, in a song of ice and fire during the red wedding, the Boltons, participate in the whole like you know killing of the northmen outside the the twins right mm-hmm, yeah and some of the karstark men also come in i believe how can this karstark and bolton soldiers do this since they're all northerners to the other northerners how could they do this well they feel as though yeah they're on the same side kinda they're from the same place kinda but they're not really they don't know these people so i guess that's how mayfeld kind of separates himself from it he's a part of this one battalion and the Empire yeah. has billions of, of sol- millions, if not billions of soldiers. He doesn't really see this Empire as part of the Empire he was a part of. He was part of the Empire that was blowing up planets. I mean... Like... And, uh, but, but the Empire was blowing up planets, but the Empire wasn't destroying their own people. So the officer, uh, Valen Hess, he mentions Operation Cinder. So can I go into Operation Cinder? Sure, sure. So Operation Cinder, as soon as I heard him say that, that he was a part of it, I knew Mayfell was going to shoot him. So Operation Cinder is essentially the Emperor's fuck you plan should anything happen to him. Basically, yeah. days after the Emperor was officially confirmed dead, higher up, higher up Imperials received this red droid that gave them orders on what to do next and to activate Operation Cinder, which essentially would be that Star Destroyers would go to a lot of planets and deploy these giant satellites that would aim at the planet Mm -hmm. and the satellites would cause the planet's weather to go crazy gigantic electrical storms hurricanes all that stuff and they did this to both loyal planets to the empire and planets that were rebellious so Mm -hmm. in the 2017 game battlefront 2 you actually get to help one of the star destroyers deploy this but then you go to your own home planet that's loyal to the Empire, and then you see yeah. it being deployed on your planet, and then you're like, fuck these guys. So you betray the Empire, go to Naboo to stop the deployment of the satellite, and then go down on the planet and fend off the Imperial attack. So yeah. Operation Cinder, they're using these weapons on their own people, regardless of loyalty. So that's now, why Mayfeld was like so fucking pissed. 
but but here here's the thing like mayfeld he he put an exclamation it's not just that his the the, the soldiers he knew were killed because he put an exclamation point on the fact that thousands of people thousands of in men his own battalion fought in his own battalion he didn't know all of those men though they were faceless nobodies to him but he was but he was making a statement that these are lives and then he turns around and kills people for for his own selfish gain his own selfish gain of of, of this vendetta about this for this guy all those other guys were just you know Imperial soldiers, they could have walked out of there and saved all those people's lives, but he chose to kill them all. He chose to slaughter them all. To be fair, and, and, it's either he killed them or they kill him. So No, he could have walked out coolly. They could have written it that way. And, and I will say that also, it destroys any thematic parallel that we're supposed to draw between Mayfeld and Mando. So what's great about the episode and it, it gets ruined with the last scene because it makes the, the last scene is so freaking explicit that like that I'm talking about on Gideon's when Gideon gets that message from Mando. Mm-hmm. I think that message was horrible. I think really? Was it, it wasn't like yeah. you didn't like I enjoyed it. OK, the whole point of the episode, OK, is uh, yeah, earlier in the episode, Mayfeld says when the chips are down, you know, your 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 morality is out the window because, you know, to get what you really want, mm-hmm. right? And Mando's like, whatever. And then you, he, Mando realizes that he needs to take off his helmet to complete this mission, mission because he needs to find baby Yoda. So the idea is that Mando's morality is out the window when the chips are down because he, he wants baby Yoda. Had there been a parallel situation, it would have been, it would have been, he, uh, Mayfeld has to, throw his morality out the window and walk away from this situation where he wants to kill this evil man so bad, but he has to walk away. Like that would have been a great parallel situation, but instead Mayfeld doesn't, doesn't compromise or sacrifice anything. That you know, is true. He just slaughters everybody while Mando had to frick. I mean, they could have slaughtered everybody first and then, then Mando wouldn't have had to take off his helmet. <laughs> but the, uh, but the, uh, uh, the, that I just had such a big problem with that. I, I but, love how, like almost every every episode, you you advocate for the the the, the, the senseless killing of stormtroopers. I, well, I love it's it. just when they bring it up. This one, they specifically brought it up. Like, how dare you send five thousand stormtroopers off to their death? And the guys like. It's for a higher cause, which is, yeah, that's what the fucking military is about, by the way. That's, you know, when you sign up or yeah, I guess when you're kidnapped into it, like the whole idea is that you are dying for a higher cause, you know, like that's, Heroes that's, of the ki- Empire. that's kind of the bargain. OK, when, when you when you sign up to be somebody else's toy, like but the uh, it's. So for him to be angry at the guy, it's 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 ridiculous. Ugh. Well, I gotta say, and, and Bill Burr really sells it. 
like during the whole like <laughs> what, well, what I find funny it. Bill Burr Bill Burr is actually a really really good actor he but... is what I find hilarious is Bill Burr is clearly having like an episode here and the guy is just looking at him continuing on with the speech noticing oh, yeah. see looking Not, at his face anything. He's, he's, delayed, he's oblivious <laughs> he's oblivious and I gotta say let's talk about um Richard Brake who played the Valen Hess the Imperial officer mm, guy yeah normally and you said us I think in the last one or the one before last um, normally we always get, like, the Imperial officers were, like, snotty British guys, you know, like, Tarkin, yeah. you know? Listen, Evacuate in a moment of this, triumph? This guy was more of a mustache-twirling, uh, villain, yeah. He, was he, he actually reminded me more of a so- Confederate soldier. Oh, absolutely. I think that's more, what he was going for. I think that's what he was going for, and I don't know if they were trying to make it very political here, because I, maybe there's a deleted scene where there's a stormtrooper with a tiki torch, but <laughs> I, I gotta say, I love the way he played it. And it's just the way he came off. And it makes sense, like, you know. Uh, But that's what I'm saying. Like, when he's so over the top and evil, it would have just been so much more powerful had Mayfeld swallowed it and left. I I see where you're coming from. I I, I truly do. uh, See, I I don't want to... I want to disagree with you, but at the same time, you do make a good point. It would have been a bit better had they just walked away and... Yeah, it would have made more sense thematically. I'm just so not used to Imperial soldiers not being like, you know, the SS soldiers Mm, that they usually are. Um, Them being Confederate would make, it just makes sense because, you know, just like the Nazis, the Confederacy, they weren't all about freedom. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to, I mean, look, the (laughs) Confederates are pieces of shit. But like, at the same time, it was the Union who was known for just sending people off to slaughter because uh, it was the easier strategy. Like, why take the risk of losing? So, they, I mean, they used to call they, they used to call U- Ulysses Grant the, the butcher because he would just, he wouldn't care. He would, take, he would take the simple, basic, like, I'm going to win strategy, even if it costs more soldiers. So some people, some people, like, criticize Grant for, for not, like, trying to save people on the ground. He was just like, nah, no. Nah. I've got the superior numbers. I'm going to use the superior numbers to my advantage. You know. I did not know that. Wow. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the many more Union uh, soldiers died in the Civil War um, uh, based on the on the strategy. So it was, it, which is why, like, some people argue that oh, you know, Lee was actually um, a better general. Uh, but it's like at the same time, if you have the numbers to win, like, why risk? doing any other strategy like you know like shouldn't the good general want to win um and so some people say no grant did the right thing he just he he did the right thing to ensure a win it cost more lives though there you know that's the that's the classic the classic criticism of grant but um yeah well you 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 and the unnecessary needless killing of lives (laughs) This, this, I feel like this is like your main. This is like your arc for this for this podcast season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just if they're gonna bring it up, they're gonna bring it up. Did you also notice back back to our reoccurring talk about stormtroopers that the stormtroopers' aim suddenly becomes incredible when, against pirates? <laughs> Boy, when it's horrible, when it's horrible at any other time. Oh yeah. It's like or they're they're the stormtroopers are really good at hitting Mando when he has his armor on, you know? Like mm-hmm. but you know. Speaking of Mando and his armor, um did you notice how even with his helmet off, he doesn't go he doesn't do peripheral vision. He looks at you. 
He doesn't mm. like keep his head straight and then move his eyes to the side. He, when he when he when someone's talking, he looks directly at them. He moves his head, which is great acting, by the way, because he's always in the helmet. So yeah. he's it, not using his just, peripheral vision. Huh? Yeah. It's just like what he's what he what he knows. He's also kind of shell shocked in that in that scene. He doesn't know what to do. People were were bitching that Pedro Pascal had the audacity to have a mustache. Like, why do you need a mustache? You always have your helmet on. Who cares? Who cares what you have? Like, I don't know. Maybe he does it when he's like alone and he takes his helmet off. Maybe he likes the logo of the mustache. I don't know. But Pedro uh, Pascal, like, mm. I mean, if, like if I were to get, you know, I've thought about this. Like, if I were to guess why the mustache came about. Um, it's the most difficult and sensitive place to shave on your face. Like if you're going, if you're going to leave one piece, like if you're just like, ah, that's too sensitive or too much of a pain to get the little, the little whiskers close to the nostrils or, or whatever. It's the most difficult to shave. And it's also the most sensitive place. I could see people being like, look, my neck is itching. You know, I need to get this hair off my face. But I'll I'll leave the mustache, you know, or whatever. I could see I could see that. He just doesn't he doesn't like shaving. He doesn't like shaving the lip. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean by by the argument, like why does he have a regular haircut too? Like he should either have a shaved head or it should just be like a mop of long hair. Like he just either doesn't care or, or Speaking or, you of know. shaved head, uh, Boba Fett, he cleaned up his armor. Yeah, got a new got a new paint job. Got a new paint job. It looks spick and span. It's it looks better. By the way, it looks much better than than it did back in Empire Strikes Back. But he still has some dents in it. Like I guess he didn't take the. Uh, maybe you need a special. Maybe you need a special uh, forge person to to get the dents out. And you know what's funny? Like you're over here. Like you made a good point. You know, because Mayfeld, what the whole th- what the whole thing with him shooting the guy. That's your. That was your problem. My my only problem with the episode was were the fact where when the stormtroopers like get shot and they fall into like the the, the waterfall, they don't mm. do the Wilhelm scream. That was my only problem <laughs> with the episode. Everything else was great. I loved everything. Else. I think there's been something. I think there's been uh, some sort of um, movement against the Wilhelm scream or something. You know, like that's a shame. I love it. That's a staple of Star Wars. You don't do Star I mean, you're, Wars. You're right though, but I think in other stuff, I've been hearing the Wilhelm scream less as well. I know, I know. Like people found out about it, so they're like, oh, we can't use it, because then everybody's gonna be like, oh, Wilhelm scream. There's also one scene that I thought was really weird, and I knew I I felt that I could hear you complaining about it from a thousand miles away. It's the very end where Uh Mayfeld did his job and they're like, it's a shame Mayfeld died on Morak. And he's like, So I could just go. I could just because I'll go. Yeah, I was I was a little annoyed by that. Like, dude. It's pretty fucking obvious they want you to just go. No, no, that's not the part. The part is oh. that they leave him on the planet. Oh, he, yeah. He, I, I he's guess just, he's going to, like, hang out with the indigenous pirate population. <laughs> he, they just leave him on the planet. There's no ship. They brought him with him, and they leave without him. And he's just there now, I guess, forever. This is just where he lives now. Unless there's another yeah, spaceport. And, and on the off chance that Imperials survived, they know him. They've seen his face. So if there are any yeah. surviving Imperials on that planet, they're going to kill him. By the way, Imperial security is so bad, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Like, like the fact that they're like, so the, I do think the premise at the beginning is kind of neat where they're like, okay, well, I'm in their data, my face is in their database, so I can't go. And then, and Fett's like, 
Yeah, I, I pro- my my face is probably in their database too, which is which I thought was kind of funny. Like they're gonna know my face because <laughs> of course he has the clone trooper, stormtrooper face, and the um, and so it has to be Mayfeld and and Mando because their faces are not in the database. Their face their faces either are, but they're not recognizable. I guess right, which is which is like. We're going to give access, like, there's there's no pro access, right? Like, like these are the approved people that can access the port. Um, you know, like, we, we have a database of these faces. It's it's flipped. These are the faces that are not allowed into the, into the, the <laughs> port. And any stranger can get in, too, which is really weird, right? Like, if you have the technology, if you have facial recognition technology, why would you build it that way? Right? Like, why would you build it so that any stranger could get into your port? <laughs> see, see, audience, Preston doesn't watch a show for enjoyment. He watches it to nitpick it and take it apart. That's what I'm talking about. No, no, but it's consistent because, I mean, Return of the Jedi establishes that Empire, Empire, uh, Empire uh, security is just horrible. Like, yeah. horrible, horrible, horrible. Like so, it, so bad that a ten-year-old child would do a better job with security <laughs> than than the Imperials. Um, I mean, just that that shield generator on Endor is was just so bad. But to be fair, um, that that was like the back way. So I guess it's the least guarded one, least guarded part of, of of the shield generator. So I mean, I mean, but we could say like, okay, say you had to get into the White House, and. There was there. I mean, do you think there's like a checkpoint in which you're like you call them on the phone and you're like, hey, everybody in the checkpoint, come outside. I need some help, like getting rid of these terrorists (laughs) and everybody in the checkpoint for the White House runs outside and like you then capture them like that would never happen. And this is a battle station the size of a moon containing your emperor with hundreds of thousands of people inside, like maybe more, you'd never like, like that security would be so bad. Like what? So in this situation, yeah, it's really weird. It's really You're not weird. wrong. You're not wrong. It's really weird that like a stranger at a port can find out where, where, where Moth is. I mean, imagine if that exists. Imagine if like, you know, even that existed in the, in the U.S. government that like any... You, a U.S. government employee could log into his computer and find out where the president is. You can't? You can't do that? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, like, here, like, anybody can find out where Moff Gideon is by just going to the port. And it's not just Imperials. Now it's Imperials plus strangers, you know? <laughs> what would make more sense is if, because uh, they have the data rod. What would make more yeah. sense is if they had the data rod and it was they stole it from a high-ranking Imperial guy that only had access to it. Sure. You know, but I that, don't think they established that. I don't remember no, that. No, no. It was just like, you, you need to get me to a computer, and that computer can can find out where. Right. The so is. so the computer can give them can give anybody access to it, but I think only the data rod can access certain pieces of information. So if a mm. high ranking imperial had the it was their data rod and they took it from that imperial and they used it that would have made more sense where they get the data rod again i don't remember i feel as though a lot of like stuff was left out on the cutting room floor and like i said with the pirates i felt as though those weren't really pirates that was just edit like i think that i think the line about them being pirates was put in like 
like you know post processing, post editing. So yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was very, there was it was a very odd thing. It was a very odd thing to bring up to bring up colonialism, you know, and imperialism, like, um, you know, with with the claim that the that the New Republic is as bad as the Empire, which. First of all, the New Republic hasn't been blow, blowing up planets. So, like, when people people ask this, like, this is a fan question. Like, is the Empire actually evil? Yes. Yes, the Empire is evil. It blows up planets. Okay? You can't get around that. Yeah. The New Republic has never blown up a planet. It's kind of like, you know, ah, oh, like, which which side was, was, uh, was right during the Civil War? Like, you know, the South... They were advocating for states' rights. No, they were advocating for slavery. They're the wrong side. Like it's very simple. There's no like there's no question to it. Okay, the Union was right. The Confederates were wrong. Like that's it. The Empire's wrong. They're blowing up planets. That's it. Okay, you can't get much worse than that. And I also got to give a shout out to them for using uh, Slave One's um, seismic charge thing. Oh that, yeah, that... from from uh, from uh, episode Attack two, of the clones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was fucking cool. And, that was. Uh, no, but overall, I thought the episode was actually pretty good. Um, oh, that was great. I thought it was great. <laughs> it I, was I, great. <laughs> it was great. It was, it was really, like, I. it was just, it was so well-paced and so fun. Like, the, the, the pirate attack and the suspense and and him taking off his helmet for Baby Yoda. Like, he's right. Like, like think about comparing it to, to season one where... You know, he doesn't even want to take off his helmet for a freaking droid. And he goes and he takes it off for Mayfeld. It's, it's, uh... Yeah, I keep you know, forgetting the whole taking the helmet off thing. I keep, that, that's like a part of his career. Yeah. I keep forgetting that. But, and, and, and the fact that the, it's called, the episode is called The Believer, you know? So, like, establishing that, it's, his beliefs have changed. His belief is now about fatherhood rather than being a religious extremist. Like... That's an incredible. That's an incredible change. Like I loved all of that. There's, I, I thought, I thought the ending was really stupid, a little too on the nose. Because like, him taking off his helmet already tells the audience that he's gonna do anything for Baby Yoda. So him saying to Gideon, "I'm gonna do anything for Baby Yoda," ruins it. Like, ah, you just you said it out loud. Like, ah, shouldn't have had that scene. <laughs> actually didn't mind the scene but i do think it's kind of <laughs> lame that he's literally announcing to moff gideon i'm coming for you i know where you are i think it's also that's very ca- it's also very bad strategy right yeah like why why would you do that it's ridiculously yeah. dumb it's yeah it's not that great but i i really like the episode overall i thought it was better than last week's episode and uh we we thought this episode was going to be um like i said before i thought it was going to be a filler episode but it really wasn't it, it didn't feel like a filler episode it feel like it felt like they had something done and it, yeah what, what kind of annoys me is that mayfield might not be a part of the main suicide squad mission next episode i think it's going to be fennec shand uh, uh fennec boba mando of course maybe bo katan she might show up cara dune might also you know do something as well they might bring back uh dave filoni as the, the, the x-wing pilot guy maybe <laughs> um <laughs> I'd be surprised if I saw the Kim, fucking frog lady bring, there. Bring back, you know, Mr. Kim. You know. Yeah, Mr. Kim. Uh, no, I'm actually super excited for the next episode. I can't, I can't wait for it. This one was was pretty good too. Hopefully, this is not the last time we see Mayfeld, but it really depends it on Bill be. Burr. He's 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 a little too. I mean, for I, well, I've seen Bill Burr in interviews talk about it, and he's like, you know how much they paying me for this? Like, it's all about the you know, he's if they offer him the money, he'll come back for another episode. <laughs> 
Well, if we keep offering him the money, holy shit. I, I love his his performance this episode was great. I really liked him this episode. In, in the in the season one, he was whatever. He was just there. I felt as though they added him in there as kind of like a tongue-in-cheek type, type of thing because Bill Burr has criticized yeah. Star Wars before. So it's like, yeah. oh, you, you criticized them and here you are working for right, him. Right, right. But they actually gave him something to do and... I, I really yeah. liked him this episode. Shout out to Richard Brake, who played the Imperial guy, Valen Hess. He was fantastic as well. Um, yeah, like this episode, aside from weird decisions here and there, pretty good overall. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, no. Like, like, like I say, as, as even though I had some major problems with the ending and and, <laughs> and everything, um, and, and thematic stuff, and I just would have had a better ending. I thought the episode was great. You know? you know they're probably going to kill even more stormtroopers next episode. Just so you know. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like it's like my opinion about Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad's a great show. It could have had a better ending, but it's still a great show. Yeah. How could it have have a better ending? Oh, somebody told me the perfect ending for Breaking Bad, and I was mm. like, oh my god, that would have been so good. Okay, so so this is this is the so you know how like the one thing that's missing from Breaking Bad is seeing. Um, the 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 bad effects of meth on the street, like they okay. kind of just sell the meth and they deal with the gangsters, but you don't really other than that sex worker that Jesse hangs out with in first season, you don't really get to see too many characters, like, um, you know, go down because of the meth. You don't see, uh, you know, um, there was that couple that tried to 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 steal the um. The, yeah, the, the machine. And, I forgot. I forgot and and I remember, I remember there was a guy who was like on meth and trying to digging a hole and stuff, stuff like that. But, but like for the most part, you kind of assume, well, they were meth heads before um, Heisenberg got into it, and they're going to be meth heads after. But the idea is that like, what was Heisenberg's like negative impact on the world? And you want that, you know. So that was that aspect is kind of missing. And then there's like. The real gut punch. And so somebody said, you know what would have been great? Is that after, like, little, what, what was his son's name? Junior? Walt Junior, I guess. Uh, Walt, Ju- Walt Junior. They said the best ending would be he checks in on Walt Junior, and Walt Junior is so depressed that, <clears throat> that his father is a criminal that he gets addicted to the blue meth. Mm. And then Walt. Like has to discover this and realize like what he's fucking done. That he did all of this for his family and it actually like utterly destroyed his family and destroyed Walt Jr. Because Walt Jr. is the most pure character in the show. And like that would have been like the brutal gut punch, like perfect ending to Breaking Bad. But instead it was kind of this wish fulfillment thing, you know. But, huh. uh, you know, so... <laughs> that's actually not bad I, I like that right I mean I didn't come up with it you know I, like I just heard that ending and I was like yeah that is the most perfect ending you know oh that's that's yeah you know it's it, like that would have been the best ending is you know or like some people say that the the better ending to to um Decker would have been his sister's got to take him out right like Decker his you sister's mean Dexter? Be- Dexter yeah he yeah Decker is some old show with like um, uh, 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 Sam from Cheers. Um, 
Ted Danson and and <laughs> anyway, the uh, Dexter like the perfect ending is that, like his sister who's rising in the police force has to be the one to catch him in the end, you know, or kill him in the end. Like that would have been the perfect ending, and it wasn't the ending they did. But Did, didn't yeah. instead they like he goes into a tornado or a hurricane or some shit, and then he and then he decides to live in the woods on on his own against the entire premise of the show, which is he has an insatiable urge to kill. So whatever. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Preston, can we wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time uh, for, the, for the final episode of season two. Hopefully there will be more Stormtrooper deaths so we can get more Preston rantings about it. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good one.